Chapter Thirteen of The Story of the Thirteen Colonies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Story of the Thirteen Colonies by h a gerber columbus ill-treated about one year after leaving the colony at haiti columbus came back to find the place deserted one of the indians who had gone to spain with him knew enough spanish by this time to act as interpreter through him columbus learned that some of the colonists had fallen ill and died the rest disobeying his orders had been cruel and unkind to the natives and so anxious to get rich that the indians in self-defense had fallen upon and killed them the sight of the first colony having proved so unlucky columbus established the next on another spot and called it isabella in honor of the queen here the spaniards began to trade with the natives for gold and columbus sent this medal to spain asking that provisions should be sent out in exchange because the spaniards did not like the natives food and had not yet found time to grow crops for their own use besides the gold columbus sent back a whole cargo of men women and children to be sold as slaves this was cruel and wicked but columbus believed as most men did then that it was far better for the indians to be slaves among christians than free among heathens the colonists had expected to grow rich very fast and to find all the gold they wanted they were therefore sorely disappointed at getting so little and before long became discontented and hard to manage while they were trading with the natives columbus sailed away still seeking for india which he felt sure must be quite near there he went along the coast of cuba then southward to jamaica finding several other small islands but after cruising about for some time he came back to isabella where he found the colonists ill and unhappy they had not only quarrelled among themselves but had ill-treated the natives robbing them of their wives and daughters as well as taking their food the indians who had once been so happy and indolent were now weary and sad besides they had learned to hate the spaniards and were plotting to murder them learning this columbus had to treat them as foes to protect the spaniards the natives next refused to sell any more food to their enemies and if a provision ship had not come from spain columbus and his colony would surely have died of hunger as there was very little gold to send back this time columbus shipped all his prisoners of war and thus five hundred natives were forwarded to the spanish slave market during the next two years columbus had much trouble with the indians who finding it almost impossible to collect the amount of gold he exacted as tribute often revolted he also had a hard time managing the colonists homesick and discouraged they accused him of deceiving them by false tales of the riches they could get and of ruling so badly that their lives were in danger these complaints were sent to spain and the royal couple 
hearing so much against Columbus, sent a nobleman to Haiti to find out if their viceroy was really acting unjustly. Some people say that this nobleman did not even try to find out the truth, and Columbus found it necessary to go back to Spain with him and explain matters to the king and queen, leaving Bartholomew Columbus in charge of the colony. The second arrival of Columbus at court was very different from the first. Instead of greeting him with cheers and festivities, people now looked coldly upon him and avoided him as much as they could. It was only three years since he had discovered a road across the Atlantic, but as he had not yet brought back huge cargoes of spices and silks from India, people openly despised him. Although this reception cut Columbus to the heart, it made him all the more anxious to reach India, the goal of all his hopes. He therefore prepared a third expedition, but this time he had so much trouble in getting funds and ships that it was not until May 1498 that he could again set sail with a fleet of six vessels. Instead of taking his usual course, Columbus steered directly westward from the Cape Verde Islands and reached Trinidad in the middle of the summer. After visiting that island, he explored the gulf behind it and came to the mouth of the Orinoco River. From the great volume of water, he concluded that this river must flow through an extensive continent, and thought it must surely be one of the four great streams from the Garden of Eden. Although Columbus now felt certain he had finally reached the mainland of Asia, he could find none of the rich cities he sought, and sadly went back to Haiti. There, things had been going on worse than ever, for the Spaniards had mutinied as well as the natives. Columbus now forwarded the most disobedient of the colonists to Spain, but when they got there, they complained so much about him that the king and queen again sent a nobleman to see what was amiss. The Spanish officer no sooner reached Haiti than he took the command away from Columbus, who was put in irons and sent back to Spain to be tried there. End of chapter 13 Recording by Greg Giordano Newport Ritchie, Florida